Welcome to this week's episode of the Dad Improvement Podcast. I am your host, Sean Colloran. With the holidays fast approaching, I know some of you guys, like myself, are going to wait until the last minute to get your wife a gift, and you are going to be tempted to just gift her a date day. So I am here to tell you the do's and don'ts of how to plan the perfect date. I am a bad news first kind of guy. I like to end on a high note. So with that being said, let's go over the don'ts of planning your date. Right off the bat, I'm going to nip one right in the bud because I know that it's an easy go-to for people, and that is don't go to a movie. I know it's easy. I know it's fun. I know as parents, you don't get to go to the movie theater nearly enough. So there's probably five movies out that you would both love to see. But here's the thing. If you're sitting at a movie, you're not talking, you're not connecting. Sure, you're side by side, you're sharing the experience. But these date days should be more about getting to reconnect with your spouse and not about just a quick experience of a two-hour movie, have a quick meal, and then go pick the kids up. It's got to be more than that. Don't put any of the responsibility or mental load on your spouse for this date. If this is your idea to go on a date, then you have to cover all aspects. You have to find the babysitter. You have to pack the bag. You have to choose the place. All the questions should have answers. You should be doing all the work, all the legwork, soup to nuts, Everything has to be done and taken account of because your spouse should not have to do anything. The only aspect I could see them having to choose is if you had two different restaurants that you have in mind, then yeah, okay, let your spouse choose between the two. But don't just say, where would you like to eat? Well, that leaves it open-ended. That's on them now. You should have the answers to these questions. It's your date that you're planning. You should cover everything. In the same regard, don't do something that's only enjoyable for you. Don't bring them to a sports bar if they hate nachos and beer, or don't bring them to the batting cages if they had some traumatic experience in softball when they were a kid. Do something that you can both enjoy. Now here's one that may hit the third rail a little bit with some people, and that's don't go on a double date. Don't bring other people on your date. If you are planning a date for you and your spouse, it is for you two to reconnect. I know that you're trying to double dip. You haven't seen friends in a while, so you're going to try to bring along another couple that may have kids or something else where you've just gone your separate ways and you'd really love to connect. Okay, we'll plan that for next time so that it's specific for that. But don't bring another couple on your date. It's just going to keep you and your spouse from being able to connect the way that you were trying to in the first place. Okay, so now you're on your date. What are some of the things that we shouldn't be doing when we are on a date with our spouse? The first one is we shouldn't have our phones out. Look, I get it. We're all nervous that the babysitter might call, your child might be hurt, they might be sick, something might happen, work might call. We're all waiting for the next fire to come through so we can go and put it out. I know we have these things at our fingertip, but look, not all that long ago, when we were kids, the babysitter couldn't even get in touch with our parents. That's just the way it was. They were gone for two, three, four hours, and there was no way. They might have the number to the restaurant they went to, but what are you going to do? call the restaurant and get the person at the front desk 
and they're going to go try to find your parents. No, it never happened. So take your phones and put them away. Don't put them on the table. I don't even want to see them. Don't put them face down. Put them on silent. And sure, if you want to make it so that the babysitter can get through the silent and the do not disturb that you have on your phone, then that's fine. Go ahead. But you shouldn't have anyone else interjecting. The only person that can get in touch with you on date day is the babysitter. And speaking of the kids, don't talk about kids on your date. This is for the two of you. It is the only child-free time you probably have other than work. You talk about the kids constantly, at home, through text, phone calls, at work. No matter what time, day or night, you and your spouse are talking about the children. And this isn't a bad thing. It was a choice that you made, and it is what you were going for when you had kids in the first place. But for the two or three hours that you were on your date, don't talk kids. If something comes up organically, sure, have a good laugh about it. But you don't need to be talking about the sports schedule of your children while you're having a nice dinner. Okay, here's one that you're going to think is a joke, but I promise you, my wife and I have done it. Don't run errands on your date. See, the thing is, when we are doing stuff for the house, we need to make decisions. What tile to have, what flooring to have, what paint color to have. All these different decisions need to be made. And my son is chaos in a four-year-old body. So to try to bring him to a tile store to stand there and kind of be quiet while the wife and I are dictating back and forth to each other what we like and what we don't like is impossible. So we have dropped him off with his grandparents to go on a date, but first we'll go look and see if we can pick the tile for the bathroom. Now what does this lead to? It just leads to us getting frustrated because we can't find the right thing or we can't find something in our price range and we just bicker and argue and nothing ever comes of it. We still haven't picked a tile to this day and the date just kind of goes in a bad direction right off the start. Sure, you can salvage it, but wouldn't it have just been easier to have not done that in the first place? The last one I have here is don't break the bank. You shouldn't be stressed about the money on your date. There are plenty of things to do well within your price range, near your home, around town. You can find something to do. You could take a walk in the park. You can go look at lights if it's Christmas time. There are so many things that you can do that are free or close enough to free that it's not going to make an impact on the wallet. The last thing you want to be doing on your date is looking through the menu and seeing one thing on there that's so pricey that you just hope and pray that your spouse doesn't pick that as their meal. So now that we have all the bad ideas out of the way, what should we be doing to set up the perfect date with our spouse? The first thing we want to do is that we want to make all the plans. Don't leave any of that up to your spouse. You are inviting them out on a date. So it is your responsibility to find the babysitter, pack a bag for your children, figure out which activities you're going to do, where you're going to eat. Don't leave anything up to last minute chance. You want to have answers for everything. Do plan on food. My wife and I discovered this just this past weekend where we went out and we had our child with us, and we decided that we were just going to go and roll with the punches. And we missed some food opportunities and some windows, and then it became hectic, and my child had a meltdown, and it was just a nightmare. So we came up with a really easy thing to remember. FF, 
Food first. Everything is easier with a full stomach. So make sure that you plan on food. You don't want to be running around town on an empty stomach. Plan something fun. You need to include fun on your date. I know that as parents, you're exhausted, and the first thing that you can think of is to just go and see a movie because all you want to do is sit and chill. And sure, you can share that experience with your spouse. You can just sit back, relax, watch a movie. But here's the thing. The date is for connection. You really need to be able to connect on your date, which you're not going to do at a movie. It's like going to the gym. You're tired. It's shitty. You don't want to be going to the gym. But what happens after half an hour, 45 minutes at the gym? You feel energized. You feel revitalized. You feel like you could take on the world. This is the same idea as your relationship with your wife. You feel like you don't want to do anything together. You're just kind of roommates. You're just going side by side. A date where you're connecting, playing mini golf or going out and talking to each other and asking each other questions and really connecting, you're going to come back feeling like you want to do it a million more times. You're going to be revitalized in your relationship. Your connection will be stronger. And while you're planning this fun activity for you and your spouse, consider what your spouse enjoys. Don't like bring them to a gun range if they hate guns with a white hot passion. As a matter of fact, while you're trying to come up with a fun activity to do with your spouse, if you want to just be laughing your asses off the whole time, find something that neither of you are good at. If you've never been golfing, go to a driving range. If you've never been dancing, try a ballroom dancing class. If neither of you can paint, do a painting class. Find something that you're both bad at, because I guarantee it will be hysterical to watch both of you fumble through and learn something along the way. The last thing that I have here is to prepare some generative questions. Now, generative questions are not how was work today, because you're just going to get a one-word answer. The idea behind a generative question is to dive deeper into what each other's wants, needs, and feelings are. So instead of just asking how was work today, you could ask a question like, if money didn't matter, what's the job that you would want to go and do every day? And I'll bet you anything that you will get this well-thought-out response of something that she has thought about a million times but never brings up because it's a distant dream. Obviously, money matters. You have to do the job that puts food on the table. But you might learn a thing or two about your wife just asking questions like these that allow you to dive deeper into what she's thinking. Hell, some of these questions may dictate a change in your life forever. You have no idea. If you ask your wife, if you could travel anywhere, where would you go on vacation? And she may tell you a place that's fairly reasonable price-wise. You guys might look it up while you're sitting there at dinner or the next night, and you're just looking and you're going, you know what, actually airfare isn't all that expensive. And, uh, you know, we could get a hotel right down the street and... Really, there's all kinds of stuff for the kids to do around there. I mean, you know what? Why don't we just plan this for next summer? We can do this. So look, I believe that dates should be all about fun and connecting with your spouse. So with this in mind, for homework this week, I would like all of you to go and take the week 
and plan a date day, a special date day for you and your wife. I want you to find something fun to do that you can both enjoy that'll make you guys laugh. I want you to come up with some generative questions. I want you to have everything planned out. Call the babysitter, pack a bag, decide if it's going to be an overnight trip or not. Do all of the things that you would normally leave for your wife to do on your own and plan the perfect date day for your spouse. And as always, remember, improvement over perfection. Perfection.